What is going on, you guys? It is your host, Jalen Fox, and you are now listening to the Fox Island Podcast. So today's topic on the first episode of the Fox Island podcast is a topic that I feel has pretty much the whole world in the biggest chokehold right now. And if you did not guess by the title of this podcast, we're going to be talking about Euphoria, the show Euphoria. You know, as an introduction, I will go ahead and say that this second season of this show has been so insane so far, but I live for it. Like, literally every single, almost every single scene in this show so far has been so jaw-droppingly insane, just in terms of, like, the content. Like, this show is crazy, and I highly, highly, highly recommend everyone watches it but yeah I just want to first say like the second season so far is really 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 good and I'm really excited to see where this whole storyline is gonna go with this season um you know a fun fact about the show I heard that they filmed it well they filmed the second season at least on like actual film which I guess people don't really do anymore with tv shows and I can honestly say that it definitely elevates whatever is going on in the show like I feel like it's this like I don't know how to describe it it just feels more dramatic visually when I'm watching on the screen um because it's on film anyways today we're going to be getting into not necessarily like an in-depth like analysis of the entire show just because I don't want to spoil too much like about the show to everyone um just in case there's people that you know haven't really seen the second season yet. Um, But I definitely do want to get into a character analysis with the show because I feel like the characters are so complex and interesting. And like, I've been really enjoying the different perspectives that I've been shown in the show. And so I feel like today, um, we should just unpack that. And we should really, you know, go deep into these characters And sort of what I feel they represent to, you know, society and just like the overarching storyline of the show. So basically to dive in, we're first going to talk about Rue. Now, so far in this show, I feel like Rue is... Rue is definitely an interesting character, but I like the fact that the writers don't make her the only interesting character. Like, I really like the fact that they make, you know, we have Rue and we have her as this, like, main character or whatever. But they also highlight the really, really, really deep, you know, personalities and stories of these other characters as well. Now, going back to Rue, I feel like with her, like, I I, I personally don't give Rue you know, any time of day in comparison to the other characters and whatever they have got going on. Um, I think so far throughout the show, we just constantly see Rue in this like, you know, just this constant cycle of addiction and relapsing and, you know, temporary soberness and stuff like that. Um, And I think at this point, 
I'm just ready for her to just receive that one, like, wake-up call. Like, okay, I need to get my shit together and stop, you know, fucking doing drugs, basically. Um, And, you know, it kind of, that's kind of trickled down into season two. I obviously won't get into, you know, any sort of the nitty-gritty stuff because I don't want to spoil, as I said. But, you know, she's definitely one of those characters that, like, you just get annoyed by because you know she's just constantly in this cycle of like doing things that are not good for her um which I think is what the writers were trying to accomplish with her character um you know in terms of displaying you know this teenage girl you know trying to or struggling with addiction um and other sort of like mental illnesses and things like that Um, but I will say, like, overall, her character is pretty interesting. I definitely want to see more out of, you know, her experience with addiction. And I want to see some positive, positive things with her. Like, I feel like at some point we should see some genuine, genuine, like, soberness out of her, um, at some point. But I obviously don't feel like that'll happen until towards the end of the actual series. Um, I will say with the second season, it is going to get pretty juicy in terms of, like, that sort of situation um but yeah I would say like right now like Rue is just kind of like on the back burner like obviously it's like okay we see she's doing drugs 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 like you know she's dealing with jewels and whatever she's got going on with that relationship and you know she has a similar or she she's doing okay with her family I guess um she doesn't really engage with any of the other characters she just kind of like stands in the background and makes that like weird funny face um, but yeah, I, I, to reiterate, I definitely want to see more out of her and, um, hopefully we get to see some interesting things happen with her. Um, but I would say like right now, none of the other, she's definitely not topping any of the other characters. And so speaking of that, we have Jules. Now Jules is very, she's definitely one of the characters that I just love to see on the screen like I obviously connect with Jules to an extent given the fact that you know she's trans and I'm gay and you know we're kind of in this community together um and I would definitely say her storyline I've also sort of connected a lot with or resonated with a lot um just sort of how she navigates her romantic life, her, like, sexual life, unfortunately, um, and just the way that she's been taking on the world. I think I really resonate with that because as someone, like, that's a part of the LGBTQ community, the way that we go about life is very interesting and a lot of the times really, really, really dangerous. And I really like the fact that the writers of this show you know, really got it right in terms of what the teenage, like, queer experience is like. Because I think especially with things like hookup culture and um, stuff like that, it I feel like the way society has sort of responded to us, we've often, often resulted in, you know, sacrificing ourselves, you know, putting ourselves in very, very, very dangerous and illegal situations um, when it comes to seeking just, like, any sort of, like, attention or love or what we think is love and any sort of, like, sensation. 
And I just think Jules' story is really, really beautiful. Um, I think, you know, her relationship with Rue is also really interesting um, and also really, really, really complex. I've been really, you know, intrigued by the relationship that Rue and Jules have had so far. It's definitely not a healthy relationship per se, um, which of course sparks, you know, more drama and more dialogue. But I will say that Jules, she's a gorgeous person, first of all, but I think she has such a beautiful personality. Like, I feel like she's so innocent. And whenever I, like, see her and whenever I, like, witness her in her, like, situations that she's in, I can do nothing but, like, feel so bad because I root for her so hard. And it's, like, in some situations, it's, like, girl, like, no, please do not, like, do this ever again. Um, but I will say, like, yeah, she, she, she's definitely, like, a super, super, super interesting character. And I think especially with her relationship with, like, Nate and Nate's dad and, like, that whole situation, um, it was really intense. And I think, she, you know, it obviously allows for her character to grow even more. I have no idea how this is going to translate into the second season. Um, but so far, so far they haven't really gotten into it, first of all, <laughs> with the second season. But it's just, yeah, I love her as a character. I think she's really complex. I think she's really interesting. I think her costuming is really beautiful. Her makeup is really beautiful. Um, and I obviously want her story conti- to continue with the show. Um but yeah, that's like my short little description about Jules. Um, I love her, 10 out of 10. Um, now, next we're going to get into Kat. Now, Kat is sort of up there with Jules. I think with the first season, I loved... I kind of... Even though it was kind of wild, I really, really, really liked Kat's initial storyline. It's kind of like she started out, you know, as this like super, super innocent like girl she's obviously super awkward and super quirky you know they mentioned like she had she's like super active in like the tumblr fandom type of thing if you guys remember that um but she's like this girl that like you know she hasn't really had much experience i know they mentioned like she's a virgin or whatever and you know she obviously hasn't kissed anyone and she's basically you know from the way that she's set up, she's obviously not like your average looking, you know, skinny girl. You know, she's not the quote unquote ideal girl. And so I think that's something that she grapples with a lot in the show. And I was sort of happy when she sort of had this like temporary awakening towards the middle of the show. And she kind of blossomed into this like super like hyper badass girl, like... And she's sort of, like, trying to step into her, like, inner badass, um, which I thought was really, really beautiful. But I think, you know, as it it translated into the second season, um, we kind of see, like, you know, she, yes, she had this little awakening first season, but it's, like, that wasn't really the true her. I think she sort of comes to realize, like, okay... This is, like, your ideal, like, dramatic transformation, makeover, whatever you want to call it. 
But like, this isn't really the authentic transformation that I like truly feel aligned with. Um, and we see that sort of change through her costuming. Like, I feel like for her, she's had the most dramatic change in her costuming. And, you know, that's, that's another thing that I love about the show. It's like, they really know how to tell a story with the changing of costumes and like makeup and just like the overall image of the character with the show. And so, yeah, I that I think that's something that I definitely love with Kat. I love the fact that, you know, she sort of transformed through, you know, her self-expression and her outfits and stuff like that. Um, with the second season, she's kind of just, she's kind of, you know, still dealing with that, like, identity struggle. And so that, that then gets translated into her visual presentation, essentially. Like, she's no longer this, like super dark dominatrix like hardcore girl because that wasn't her and so I feel like that's something that is really relatable because you know we're constantly especially as teenagers we're constantly trying to seek some sort of indication of okay this is who I am Because, you know, as teenagers, we don't really truly know who we are. You know, we're going through puberty and stuff like that. We don't really know how to navigate relationships. Um, You know, we're virgins, obviously, um, for the most part, I guess. Um, And, you know, we just... Being a teenager means struggling with your identity. And I think Kat is a character that just really exhibits that whole sort of internal struggle. Um, so I would love for in second season her to, you know, officially come to terms with who she truly is. Um, I don't know who that might be later on in the season and how that might be exhibited, you know, with her costume changes and stuff like that. But I'm really excited for Kat and I really, really love her storyline. And, you know, I'm really glad that, you know, she's sort of getting rid of her self-sabotage type of moments in the show. Next, we're going to be getting into Cassie. Now, Cassie, 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 Cassie. <laughs> um, Cassie girl. Cassie girl, Cassie girl, Cassie girl. Cassie? <laughs> I literally cannot even get it out. But... Cassie is, well, first of all, I want to say Cassie is definitely one of my favorite characters in the show. I probably said that already about literally all the characters I talked about already. But I think Cassie is definitely in like my top two. Um, Now, Cassie, she gets introduced as this, you know, blonde girl. She's very beautiful, obviously. But her thing is, she is constant, or she just doesn't really, I think because of her past, you know, with her dad and stuff like that, she had, you know, experiences with addiction in her family. Um, You know, her dad with drugs and her mom with alcohol. Um, And so she was almost always surrounded by just your not ideal family structure. Um... And I think that obviously translated into how she grew from, you know, when she was a kid to now um, and how she navigates relationships 
with the men in the show. Um, basically, I'm trying to say she has mommy and daddy issues. And, you know, that's part of the reason why I was laughing so hard because, you know, that really gets exhibited through the show and her dealings with the show. Um, you know, this has sort of caused her to just constantly get the short end of the stick when it comes to men. It's just like back to back to back. She's constantly being like thrown in the trash by these shitty ass men that do not give a F about her. And she ends up just being heartbroken, disrespected, diminished, whatever. Now, a lot of people can argue or debate about this, you know, for as long as we can go. Um, I feel like Cassie either unknowingly or knowingly puts herself in the most insane situations when it comes to the guys that she's like interacting with. Um, And I think it's because she really, really wants so badly to just have someone love her. And I think that's what makes me so sad about her character. It's like she's been not loved so much that like she seeks it in these kids, these like child men that, you know, are not fully developed in the mind, obviously. They're extremely immature. They don't know how to treat women, um, you know, and we see that and she just constantly just gets stepped on and trampled on. And I just feel so bad for her because, uh, spoiler, but not so spoiler, it ends up bleeding into the second season and it does not get better. <laughs> it actually gets really, really, really worse for her. Um, but I think behind her character, there's definitely some sort of innocence there, um, I feel like I per- I feel like she personally navigates these types of relationships very naively. Like she's a very naive girl. Like let's just say it. She's very, very, very naive. And I feel like, you know, throughout the course of my teenage years and my young adult years, there have been some moments where I've been extremely naive as well. And so I think that's the point where I really resonate with her because it's like girl I know you're trying I know you're just trying to you know seek love but it's like one of those things where like she's just too young it's like now it's not even the time to be even trying to look for love out of these boys like the town is already full of shitty boys like you like I feel like she definitely needs that pep talk like girl please stop trying to seek male validation please stop trying to seek any sort of male attention now is not the time because I feel like, especially with the second season, it's going to end up putting her in some really, really, really crappy situations. Like, it is only going to get worse for her. And I feel like, you know, the way that I am right now, like, I'm slowly starting to not feel as bad for her. You know, given the fact that, like, she's put, she's been in so many, like, crazy, insane situations. Like, she's never had, like, Homegirl has never had a normal day in her life, like, so far in this show. Like, Every single day she is grappling with something. And I feel like somebody just needs to sit her down and tell this girl, like, girl, you need to sit down and, like, focus on your history homework, girl. Like, now is not the time. Um, But, like, at the same time, I will say, like, her character and, you know, her performance in the show so far has been so good. And I think it's extremely crucial to the success of the show so far. 
Um, I think she has one of the most complex storylines in the show, um, which I love. Um, Sydney Sweeney is really, really beautiful. But yeah, final thoughts on Cassie. Like, girl, you need to sit down. Like, I love the drama of it all. But like, it's like, girl, you just need to sit down and just relax for like two seconds. Because this girl is just digging her own grave at this point. And like, I feel bad. But it's like, at one point, do we feel bad for this girl? But yeah, Cassie, I love you. But homegirl, you know, it's time to just sit down and relax. Speaking of Cassie, we have her younger sister, Lexi. Now, on the first season, the writers, they kind of, they kind of, like, very shyly got into Lexi's character. Like, she's obviously, I feel like Cassie is definitely one of the more normal girls or characters in this show. Like, she doesn't really have, like, a crazy, crazy storyline. She just kind of, she's basically labeled as, um, Rue's best friend. Um, and yeah, they show her as, like, basically the most normal character in the show. Um... So there's nothing really, like, too complex about her character, at least from the first season. I just know that, you know, she's obviously super loyal to Rue. And I think because she was so close to Rue, she's definitely reaped the not-so-positive benefits. So she's kind of reaped the consequences of Rue's um, addiction. And, you know, again, we kind of touch on that in the second season, which I don't want to talk about. But I think... Now that I've seen the second season and where her story is going, I can tell why they probably did not get that deep into Lexi's story. Because I feel like with the second season now, instead of focusing on, say, like, Rue and Jules and whoever, blah, 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 Cassie, I mean, not Cassie, Lexi is now becoming this, like, full-fledged character. Um, And we're kind of seeing some personality with her because in the last season, she was kind of just like this normal girl like she was just like this normal girl that went to school it looked like she was the only person that went to class the only person that did homework the only person that passed her exams and stuff like that but I feel like now with the second season like we really get to see her personality and we really get to see like okay what is her type in terms of like relationships and stuff like that um I won't get into (laughs) that part either but you know I've been really loving you know her progression as a character um she's super cool like her fashion has changed a little bit um and it just makes me overall excited for you know learning about who Lexi is as a character now following Lexi and in the same realm in the same realm of Cassie's character we have Nate now <laughs> Nate is probably, or Nate is basically the prime antagonist of this entire series. Like, if you think of, like, your crappiest, shittiest, most, like, douchebaggiest dude in the entire world, that person is Nate Jacobs. Like, Nate is just bottom of the barrel trash. Like, he does not respect women. He is an insane asshole to everyone around him. Like, he's just, like, your typical... He's more than your typical jackass. And, like, he's, like, that character that the audience, like, loves to hate. Um, He just basically fucks with everyone. But at the same time, like, we see that he only has this sort of relationship with this character named Maddie, which we will get into later. And so... My opinion on Nate, I feel like with Nate, 
I feel like if it wasn't for his like background with his family and stuff like that and like his inner dialogue in terms of like his identity and whatever and him coming to terms with that I feel like I would definitely hate him a lot more than I do I definitely hate him like a lot like we're talking about hell hate but I think because the writers incorporated his like backstory, it's kind of like one of those things where you like really hate this person, but it's kind of like, uh, I guess I kind of understand where or why he like acts this way. But it's like at the same time, it's like, girl, he does the absolute most. Like he's like probably like next to Rue, one of the most mentally ill characters in this show. Like, he does the most bizarre, insane, dramatic things in the show. And it seems like so far in the show, he's been getting away with every single thing, which definitely pisses me off. Because it's like, why hasn't anybody fucking put this motherfucker in the jail? Like, he needs to go, not even in the jail, like, below the jail. Like, he's done some bottom-of-the-barrel shit. Like, especially when he's messing with my girl, like, Jules. Like, when he started messing with my girl, Jules, and he started, like, playing with her emotions and stuff like that, I was like... Bro, this man needs to go to prison. Like, he is so beyond insane. At the same time, it's like, because he, like, is doing so many, like, insane things in this show, I kind of, like, love him to an extent because, you know, similar with Cassie, it's like he adds to, like, the dramatics of the show. And, like, he makes me feel emotion. Like, he genuinely makes me angry like he literally makes me want to punch a wall um and I think that you know the actor does his character very well um there's one scene in the first season where he's sort of like having this like face off with his dad and like his dad like you know ends up at some point pins him to the ground and then he has this like full out like breakout into like he's just fuming on the floor and i will honestly say that was like one of the most intense scenes i've like ever seen like after watching that scene i was like okay it like was the character okay after that like what like what the hell was going on with that but um i would say nate's character yeah he's very 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 annoying i fucking hate him but at the same time i love him because he is very complex as a character he definitely adds to all the shenanigans that is like going on throughout the show um i really want him to at some point you know reap the consequences of a lot of his actions i feel like definitely in the second season we got a little bit of we got a little bit of taste of that we're not going to get into the nitty-gritty with that but we definitely got a little bit of taste of you know getting a taste of his own medicine but I feel like, for me, I really want to see, I don't know, I kind of want to see his character become, like, this good guy. I don't know, call me crazy, call me, you know, I'm cuckoo for Coco Puffs, but I don't know, I feel like there is potential for him to, instead of just, like, lashing out on everybody that he fucking sees, just, like, taking a fucking chill pill, getting some therapy, and, like, actually becoming a decent human being. Like, I think that will be, like, at least towards the end of the show, that will be, like, a very satisfying ending. Either that or this motherfucker goes to jail. Like, either he becomes, like, this, like, really good character that, like, you know, is trying to, you know, gain some redemption from his past actions. Either that or put that motherfucker in the jail. Like, he needs to be in prison for all the shit and all the chaos that he caused um, on this show. But yeah, I love him. I hate him. He's really interesting as a character. 
Um, and I'm excited to see what happens with him in the second season. But, you know, obviously in the same row, <laughs> we have Nate's girlfriend. Now, we have Nate's girlfriend. Her name is Maddie, Maddie Perez. Um, upon first impression, like, Maddie is a very beautiful woman, first of all. Like, first of all, let's talk about her outfits and stuff and her makeup is constantly on point. Like, I feel like, I feel like her character in this show has, like, the best costumes and, like, the best outfits in the show out of everyone. And, like, I'm honestly so jealous of Alexa Demi and the fact that she gets to wear, like, these cool outfits and stuff like that and makeup and all that. Um, she's, like, your, like, ideal baddie. Like, she's just, like, cool girl that you want kind of want to be friends with. You either want to be friends with her or you want to make out with her. It's, like, there's, like, no in-between. Like, she is just in the spot. Like, she's, like, one of those, like, cool, hot, sexy, fun, like, fire sign girls. Like, all the attention is on her. She's just, like, this, you know, hashtag baddie girl. Now... You know, in light of that, obviously the characters had to give her this weird, crazy, like, ick about her um, that we get to see with the first season. One of them being, she is the girlfriend of Nate Jacobs, the extremely insane asshole. And I feel like the relationship that she has with Nate only works because she is also insane to some extent. Um, she's like one of those characters or she's just like one of those people in relationships that is willing to go extra lengths, um, to make like the other person jealous or she's willing to do whatever it takes to just make the other person feel bad whenever they're like get into a fight or whenever like their partner's being like an asshole. Like she's one of those people. And so there's been like a lot of moments in the show like, a lot of scenes with her where I'm just like, oh my gosh, girl, like, please, please do not do this. Like, you know how Nate is going to respond. Like, you know, like, you, like, she's definitely, one. like, she's definitely sought, or she's definitely been the root cause of a lot of Nate, or pretty much all of Nate Jacobs's lash outs. Like, literally all of his lash outs have been because of, or partly because of her. And, you know, as much as I wanted to hate her because of that, I couldn't because she's so beautiful and I love her personality and stuff like that. But, like, I think that's what's, you know, the negative part about her character is, like, she's very manipulative to a certain extent. Or so that's what it seems. Like, her and Nate are very, very, very manipulative towards each other. And they're just not good for each other it's like they're both kind of like firefighting with fire like they are both going to go at it whenever they get into a fight um but you know throughout the progression of the show we see maddie and we see her sort of you know grapple with the fact that she is not in a good relationship at all it's kind of like one of those things where she's like she wants it to be this like or she likes the fact that she gets so much attention by being in this relationship with Nate. But it's like deep down, she knows that this relationship is not good for her. Like both on like a mental and emotional level, but on a physical level as well. Like we see some very graphic situations between her and Nate. And, you know, it's 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 really insane. And it makes you sort of feel bad for her as well because it really you know, gives us a, a perspective 
on these types of relationships. But I feel like with her in the second season, and you know, from what I've seen so far, I think she's slowly but surely coming to that realization of like, okay, I really need to, if I don't want to be like my parents, I'm going to really have to get my shit together. Just in terms of like my priorities and like relationships and stuff like that. Like, I feel like in terms of like the, like on the inside, she is like this hardcore, like independent woman. Like she can stand on her own. Um, And I think that, you know, throughout the show, we've slowly seen her start to realize like, okay, me and me and this relationship with this toxic ass person is not me. And it's not the person that I want to see myself, you know, turn into later on in life. Um, and so, yeah, I think with the second season, I've really grown to appreciate, you know, the, the slight change in her character, um, with the second season, I'm hoping that, you know, she continues to try to change for the better. Um, but obviously she like has a lot of other things going on in terms of, you know, Nate and Jules and everybody else in the situation that, um, she's obviously going to run into a couple of hurdles along the way, but I hope like towards the end of the series, like she grows into this like woman that really stands on her own. You know, she's obviously made mistakes in the past, but you know, she's learned from them and you know, it sort of molded her into this like iconic badass boss lady. Um, so yeah, that's my take on Maddie. Um, next we're going to get into Nate's dad. Now, Nate's dad is, how can I say this? Nate's dad obviously aligns very well with his son. Like, I feel like you can definitely tell that Nate gets hit, like, many parts of his personality and the way that he, like, acts towards people from his dad, um, like, so far, at least, we haven't seen his dad be super, super, super aggressive, per se, the way that Nate has been. But we definitely see that his dad is very odd. Like, he's definitely, like, your quote-unquote so-called macho dad. Like, he's super masculine, and he wants his son to be, like, super masculine. And, like, his like, like he obviously loves the fact that his son, like, plays football, and he wants his son to obviously be the best at everything and stuff like that. He's super... He's, like, your ideal, like douchebag dad like you could tell like in high school he was like the super annoying bad like not badass fucking douchebag ass person but with his character he his little quirk or whatever you want to call it is rather interesting (laughs) we won't get into the details but if you have seen the show nate's dad how can I say this? Como se dice very deranged? I really don't know how else to say it. Like, you know, thinking about it, it's like I'm completely speechless, like speechless with Nate's dad because it, it just, I don't even know. It's just so icky to me. But I, all I'm going to say is Nate's dad is very deranged. I think he really, really, really needs to seek psychiatric help. Um, I think some of the things that he does and is doing in this show um makes me question how his life with his parents was and the fact that he like is who he is right now 
um, Kendall Jacobs, aka Nate's dad, is very insane. Like, I really don't know how else to describe it. Like, I don't want to get into nitty gritty because it's kind of graphic and not too appropriate for this platform. Um, but he is extremely deranged. I think he definitely needs to seek help. Um, it doesn't help with the fact that the actor that plays him is very attractive in my opinion. And he's definitely had his fair share of attractiveness on other shows like Grey's Anatomy and stuff like that. But I think that through the second season, he's probably going to, I don't know, find himself in some trouble um because of his dealings um which i will applaud when that happens but i think we'll definitely get into him sort of trying to get to the bottom of you know this mystery of you know everything that's going on because with the first season i think it's nate then it's jules and then rue and then maddie literally all those characters have all found out about Nate's dad and everything that he's doing, you know, in his free time in this little town, um, which would which could get him in a lot of, you know, legal trouble and could put him under the jail as he should. Um, and so I think with the second season, we're definitely going to see him try to mitigate that happening, um, whether or not people end up getting harmed, similar to how Nate operates. Um, but overall, his character is pretty interesting. Once again, it's like, I don't really like him as a character, but I like him because of his insane storyline. Like, I live for some good TV. Um, I don't at all agree with anything that he does as a character. Um, but I do sort of, I'm pretty much engaged in the storyline. Like, my jaw is definitely on the floor whenever he comes on the screen, um, which is something that I really appreciate with the show. But I think to sort of close this little list out, um, the last character that I kind of wanted to talk about is a character that I love and adore and is literally one of the most adorable people that I've ever seen in television. And that is Fezgo, aka Fez. Now, Fez is like one of those guys, You remember, I don't know if you remember, like, you know, in like high school, they're like not how can I put it? Like, (laughs) I feel like this only applies to like suburban kids. Like it's such like a distinct thing, but it's like Fez is one of those people. It's like, they never did really well in school. They were kind of just like, you know, off on the sidelines. Um, They never got in trouble necessarily, but that doesn't mean they never got into like doing illegal things. (laughs) Um, Because Fez is like a drug dealer. Like he dropped out of high school and stuff like that. Um, but at the same time, he's, like, really, really, really sweet to everyone. Um, at least to, like, Rue and some of the other people in the show. Like, you can tell that deep down he is, like, this extremely sweet guy that, like, genuinely cares for people. But I think he oftentimes does, he oftentimes does get misunderstood because he is a drug dealer and he you know, sells drugs to people and he sells drugs to minors and he do, you know, he's in a lot of like dangerous situations. Um, But I think through his relationship with Rue and, you know, in the second season with future characters, we really get to see that the position that he is in right now 
is essentially because of it's 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 essentially a product of how he was brought up and how he was raised um and i think that i believe that he is a pure person and that he's really loyal to his friends and that you know he wants just the same things as you know these other characters want um it just so happens that he is in a not so respected profession um but i will say i feel like definitely fesco is definitely one of those characters that like you just love to see on the screen he's super adorable he's like one of those characters you just cannot hate like he's one of those characters that you root for um and you continue to root for in the second season and i think i'm really happy with how the writers have written his character so far with the second season um first of all with the first episode because we got into some a lot of crazy stuff with him in the first episode which i'm so happy about because that was super intense but i loved it but at the same time i'm really excited for us to see just how he is when he like likes someone and like when he you know puts his guard down you know what i mean um you know, he's like, he's lovable. He's like a little bear on the inside. It's like on the outside, he's kind of like expressionless and whatever. And he has to be hard. But like, you you just have to love him just because like, you can tell like, you know, he really is this like genuine and he's literally one of the most genuine people, you know, on the show. Um, But yes, Fez, if you're listening to this, the guy who plays Fez on the show, I love you so much. I want to meet you so badly. Um, please come to Chicago. Um, yeah, I love you. Um, but (laughs) basically that is all I have for this episode. Um, I hope you all enjoyed sort of my take on the characters so far. I tried my best not to get too deep into everything because I don't know if there's people that do watch the show. I don't know if there's people that don't watch the show. I don't know how far you all are in this show. And so I didn't want to spoil too much for y'all um but yes i want to say thank you for tuning into my first podcast episode if you enjoyed this episode please 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 give my podcast a five star rating on apple Podcasts and spotify it really 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 helps a lot it helps me reach you know an even wider audience than the audience that i have right now um and it, it allows me to connect with more people and you know get more people engaged in the conversations that we're having today Um, If you would like to give me some other podcast topics to talk about, obviously you can hit me up on Instagram at Fox. Um, My DMs are open. I read them all the time. I respond very fast. I'm a very engaged social media person. So definitely hit me up on Instagram. Um, Once again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. Please rate me on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please, please, please. Um, And I will see you all next week. Um, And once again, welcome to the Fox Island Podcast. Bye, guys. Mwah.